Okay, tell me that Biden did not get too close to a young lady well, again. I'm afraid he did. Now, if you're Joe Biden, the one image you want to avoid is grabbing women and children in weird ways, right? Yeah. Well, the other day at a Texas town hall, in front of the media, Biden took a question from a little girl. He said this. I bet you're as bright as you're good looking, I tell you. <laughs> Now, why is he telling a little child that she's good-looking? She's well, 10. Wait, but then it's the hands well, on Oh, well, yeah, that he wasn't finished. She then found out, or then told him she wanted to be a journalist, so he processed her over to the press corps and introduced her to the media. You see him clasping her by the shoulders. Biden finally deposited the poor girl into the press pen. And you say New York City. Everybody, it's your boy Sid Davis back once again with a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast, episode 132. You can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast, as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and now YouTube. Go check out the Social Introvert TV on YouTube. Um, uh, my voice is uh, my voice is going hoarse. I'm slowly losing my voice. I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm distraught. I'm going through a whole lot of emotions. So during this podcast, my voice may crack. My voice may sound a bit raspy, but please bear with me. I'm gonna still give y'all a show. I don't miss no weeks. I don't give a damn. I don't miss shit. <laughs> so I'm gonna just go ahead and get into it. Uh, 50 Cent's recent victim is Tony Yayo. Tony Ayo has become 50 Cent's recent victim of <laughs> people that owe him money. I'm starting to think, well, not starting to think, we should already know this is a marketing tactic. Something's coming. 50 Cent has something coming. I don't know what it is, but this is great strategy. This is great trolling. Uh, troll marketing, one-on-one, if you will. I know that uh, for sure, Power, is it Power Season 6? that's premiering in august i don't know if this is the final season i'm pretty sure it's the final season because um they've just they've gone off the rails they've jumped the shark more than a few times with this series i haven't really been on power i have to finish the second half of season five um i, I they killed kanan i don't give a shit from what like i've seen the spoilers i've seen it all so i'm still gonna watch it i don't give a shit about spoilers spoilers don't really bother me but i will be watching this brand new season this final season of power there's another series coming that 50 has i've talked about this before uh the series is supposed to be about big meech 
the BMF. So I'm super excited. I thought it was supposed to be a movie or something like that. I, I don't know what he's going to do with it, but I'm waiting on that. And I think 50 has another show that he's working on, too, uh, about a black superhero. So we'll see what comes of that. So <laughs> cancel culture strikes again. Cancel culture wants to basically cancel Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep has come out and defended masculine men. I'm going to just read off what she said. Uh, it's pretty like shocking. I'm, I'm surprised. But anyway, let me let me see if I can find this. She says, sometimes I think we're hurt. We hurt our boys by calling something toxic masculinity. I do. And I don't find that putting those two words together because women can be pretty fucking toxic themselves. It's toxic people. We have our good angles and we have our bad ones. I think the labels are less helpful than what we're trying to get to, which is <laughs> which is a communication direct between human beings. We're all on the boat together. We've got to make it work. Uh, I don't know what she said wrong. What did she say that was wrong? Now, there are some recent tweets. Uh, they just they went the fuck in. One person says Meryl Streep is an old, rich, white boomer who stars in boring movies, which she gets nominated for anyways. Toxic masculinity is more specific than this, and it's very real. Someone else says, I think, well, who's this? Christina Summers. She's verified. I don't know who the fuck Christina Summers is. <laughs> but it says, Meryl Streep suggests we stop using term the term, excuse me, toxic masculinity. It's harmful to boys. Plus, she says women can be pretty fucking toxic. She's right. Um, oh, well, I think Christina Summers was agreeing with Meryl Streep. I don't know. Someone else says, Sadly, Meryl Streep has no clue what toxic masculinity actually is. Hey, look, y'all. See, and this is what I said about today's age and, and, you know, with just everybody wanting to throw a label on everything. Everybody just throwing their emotions into every little single detail. I think I think as a result of us being exposed to way too much me. I don't really give a shit. I've learned how to separate myself or basically learn how to separate my emotions from shit that ain't really got nothing to do with me. But like I said, Meryl Streep didn't say anything that was wrong. That's what I mean. A lot of people just they read something. They don't really sit in and <laughs> they don't really sit and just analyze what somebody's just saying. It's almost like the Donald Trump election, well, the 2016 presidential election, they just took every single little thing Donald Trump said and just just went the fuck off on Twitter and talked about how much they hated him. They never really sat and analyzed what he said, even though what he said was very, um, it was very surface and straight to the point, letting people know who he really is. But, I, you know, Meryl Streep, this isn't even the first time Meryl Streep has come out. I think back in, I think it was like 2015, somewhere around mid or late 2015. And she rejected the term feminist and spoke on what she thought, like, well, well she said there's a complete difference 
from old feminism and new feminism. She said new feminism seems like she compared it basically to um, I want to say like the Nazi thing, which is comparing feminism to the whole Nazi movement is a little extreme. But when you jump on Twitter and you read these Twitter comments, um, the things that these women that represent today's feminism are very fucking nasty and heinous just very macabre just I, I can't even believe half the shit they're saying i'm like fam are we on planet earth the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> the fuck is wrong with y'all so uh meryl streep in my opinion um i don't see what she said wrong now toxic masculinity is real we already know what that is. I'm not about to get into it and break it down to y'all. We know what toxic masculinity is. I think what Meryl Streep is saying, and it doesn't matter that she's an old, rich, white baby boomer, but what Meryl Streep is saying, what I think she's saying is, y'all need to just stop throwing fucking labels on everything. And this is also just my opinion. You know, you don't have to take it to heart and get upset, but Meryl Streep comes from old Hollywood where the men were dominant uh whatever they said goes for the most part nothing else mattered (laughs) they made the rules they ran shit as a matter of fact i don't even think it you know i don't think it really matters if she comes from old hollywood i think this is more so about the women really listen these women of today can sit here and and preach how liberal they are and how far on the left that they are they don't like no weak man they don't like beta males uh even though they sit on social media and they make post after repost and tweet after retweet and hey this guy's in support of us he supports us those guys they could do all they want to to show improvement it's like hey i'm worthy you know me and you should date they're not gonna date you let me tell you something about these women that that prove to be liberal and leftist they're going to side and give the guy that is conservative that is loud with his views and is not afraid to share how he feels how he really feels a chance i'm just saying you can disagree with me but i've seen it one too many times the term nice guys finish last exists for a reason (laughs) that's all i'm saying um like i said meryl streep comes from old hollywood she know what it is she's already with the program and i just i think this is a result of motherfuckers just sitting on social media way too much reading post after post and tweet after tweet and they just it's like they live a whole different world and on social media and once they get off of social media they kind of like they're quiet they're to themselves like y'all not as loud as y'all really are on social media in real life I don't ever it's the same people I see them all the time claim to be you know I support this and I support that on social media as soon as they get the fuck off and have to do what they got to do in everyday society quiet as a fucking mouse not a word not a peep so that's what I'm saying is like niggas need to just stay off their phone live your life just live your life my voice is so goddamn hoarse Jesus um anyway this episode i'm dedicating to jay-z 
who was now known as the first hip-hop billionaire. I know a lot of people said it is Dr. Dre and trying to correct uh, media outlets. These media outlets are correct. He is the very first hip-hop billionaire. I'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be playing some Jay-Z tunes there. You might recognize the song, but they're like remixed. I got to post the shit on SoundCloud. I'm not trying to get my shit snatched down. So um, here goes the first joint. Let me see. Which one do I want to play? Uh, this is off of the Black album. Uh, it's called Threat. Part two is uh, if you're familiar with the Black album by Jay-Z, there's a song called Threat. It's produced by Ninth Wonder. This is Ninth Wonder's like huge breakout moment, even though he won the Grammy off of Destiny's Child's uh, Girl this one right here was like the one that everybody just took notice to ninth wonder but anyway uh, after the black album ninth wonder did a remix album called black is back and basically remixed the whole black album whenever the the black album acapellas came out and i think uh yeah he remixed threat two more times and the two other remixes of threat are just as good as the very first one but anyway um this is the second threat remix check it out i'm so sincere and i think i'll chop you up put you inside the mattress like drug money yeah i done told you niggas nine ten times stop fucking with me i done told you niggas nine albums stop fucking with me i done told you niggas nine on me stop fucking with me you niggas must got nine lives. Knife wonder. I put that knife in you. Take a little bit of light from you. Am I frightening you? Shall I continue? I put the gun to you. I let it sing you a song. I let it hum to you. The other one sing along. Now it's a duet. And you wet. And you check out the technique from the two texts. And I don't need two lips. You blow this like a trumpet, you dumb shit. This is an unusual musical. I conduct it. You looking at the black horn buffet. So all critics conduct sick. I don't care if you see Dolores Tuckett or you Bill on Rally, you only rallying me up. For three years, they had me peeing out of a cup. Now they about to free me up. What you think I'm gonna be? What? Rehabilitated, man, I still feel hatred of young black and rich, so they wanna strip me naked. But you never had me like Christina Aguilari, but catch me down the west side driving like Halle Berry or the FBI in the seat of my car, screaming out the sunroof, definitely y'all, you can't kill me. I live forever through these bars, I put the wolves on you. Put a price in your head, the whole world will want you. You start to look like bread, I send them boys at you. I been talking about fans, nigga, them body snatching. Nigga, you heard what I said. I'll make them pay for you to five in the morning. Put your smarts on the side of your garment. Nigga, stop fucking with me. Ah, uh, ah, repeat. This straight rip, nigga, I'm, nigga, I'm wild. Nigga, I keep trash bags with me. Never know when you gotta dump a nigga out. Once again, that is the second threat remix off of Ninth Wonders Black is Back. It is very hard to find. I've had this project since it first came out. This is like a little after Black the Black album was out. I've had it since. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants it, I can send it to them through email. I ain't got no problem sending it to you. Uh, I think Pete Rock has his own Black Album remix album. It's okay. It's not that great. Kev Brown. Uh, yeah, Kev Brown has his own version of um, 
the black album i think it was called the brown tape or something that was that was okay but ninth wonder is the one to really check out so uh, oh yeah and dj premiere but anyway so i got an email from somebody it was a very nasty email too it was no more than like i want to say seven or eight words but it was along the lines i deleted it it was along the lines of go fuck yourself always shitting on uh liberals there have only been maybe two or three episodes of recent where i shitted on liberals and it was just the whole you know them being triggered and jumping on every single thing that they see and getting offended by that's all i don't have a problem with liberals honestly look listen actually i do have a problem with liberals also have a problem with conservatives i hate both sides i think it's just something constructed by the government that decided to take these two groups liberals conservatives republicans democrats whatever same difference and pitted these two against against each other to the point where something that comes out whether it be laws or you know anything nobody can come to an agreement so i'm at this crossroads now where i just i throw the pile of papers in the air and just like fuck it i'm staying out of this i'm watching the world burn i got my bag of popcorn you guys have fun i don't like it uh along the same lines of um dark skin versus light skins like i can't even believe that's a fucking debate on social media all of these debates on social media is between different groups it's so fucking stupid uh trans against gays and um these these high maintenance uh women these these against the gays and it's just it it really drives me nuts to the point where i have to separate myself this is why i don't get on twitter a lot if you were wondering as of recent i've been tweeting a lot but for the most part i'm ghost on twitter i don't get on it is way too much going on i hate it uh anybody that reaches out to me and be like yo sid i want some you know some cool shit just talking great i love it i'll talk to you all day but that negative shit it's not good for my spirit (laughs) but uh yeah i don't i can't stand this whole like group shit this like everyone is so clicked up it's almost like it's back to you know the school days thing like the cool people with the cool people the artsy people with the artsy people the nerds with the nerds i hate that shit so much it's so annoying um what happened with just wanting to be yourself and i it is along the same lines of you wanting to be yourself but at the same time i think social media plays a big part it does play a part it's like you you can be yourself it's cool to be yourself that's the great part but at the same time it's like we're coming up with names of groups and then now it's like we're reverting back to the dumb shit that we used to do in elementary and middle and high school i fucking hate it i really despise it i'm sorry i'm just rambling Uh, i just i had to get that off my chest (laughs) but anyway uh bethesda game developers they've created a lot of games bethesda I hate them so much. Uh, <laughs> now, one of the, uh, the the head guys, the creators, Todd Howard, 
sat down with IGN for a podcast episode. He was a guest and he said some things that were very, very alarming. He basically confessed to Fallout 76 being shit. He basically said, yeah, we we knew uh, we knew this game was going to be terrible. And he decided to still deliver this game to us. Uh, check this clip out. It it runs a little bit. It's about like three minutes. Just take your time and listen to this shit. This shit sounds so crazy. He's beating around the bush. He's rambling. Let me see if I can get this clip up for y'all. All right, here we go. Check it out. Fallout 76 uh, is a big fall game. Not under your personal, like, this team here at Rockville's. There was a lot of people here involved in that, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, Austin, the, the Austin team was, was were they the, the kind Austin of? The Austin studio, I mean the whole studio in Austin's working on it. They, I think they've done a really incredible job, but there's a lot of people uh, here in Rockville and yeah. in Dallas and in Montreal. That was, that was a lot of people. Um, you know, th so that, that project certainly at launch was, was simply just not super well received, uh, critically certainly. Uh, do, do you have an idea of, of how it's going to land, or were you caught off guard by the launch of that we game? We knew we were going to have a lot of bumps. You know, that's a difficult development. A lot of new systems and yeah. things like that. Hey, we're going to go try this new thing. And anytime you're going to do something new like that, you know you're going to have your bumps. Uh, you know that a lot of people might say, that's not the game we want from you. But we still want to be somebody who's trying new things. Um, and that was a very difficult difficult development on that game to get it where it was and we were ready for you know a lot of those difficulties ended up on the screen and we knew hey look um, we're, we this is not the type of game that people are used to from us and we're gonna get we're gonna get some criticism on it yeah. um, and a lot of that very well deserved criticism because that's I mean you'd been on uh, like quite the the hot Las Vegas type of, of winning streak sure you personally like a like a todd howard your sure. name on something so that was uh that was but we knew that going into this we knew it's yeah. not that right yeah you would say look this isn't this isn't a game even from the beginning this is not going to be like you know high metacritic game that's not what this is um given what it is and but we knew we felt strongly this is a game we want to play this is something we really want to do and all of the games like this whether it's us or somebody else you can go back and look at them there's a period once you launch. It's not how you launch. It's it's what it becomes, and I'm you know can't be prouder of the team that's worked on it. They've worked tirelessly, and and it's really turned around. It's a, a fabulous game and an incredible community around it. How do you is is there a a strategy for kind of getting over that, get it you know get shaking the the reputation that it that it got at launch and kind of winning people back over? I think well, there's no strategy other than just keep making the game better. Um, and they'll people who play it and they'll come back and it was by the way It's been very popular, right? So yeah. it was a huge release for us um, the community around it's really really strong Obviously it got a lot of criticism and stories and we see all that and it's not You don't want to read that but it is what it is and again um, We deserved a lot of that so it's just working working the issues like hey, what do the consumers want? What do we want? How do we get there? This is a very long uh, tale for us in this game and there's some awesome stuff coming this year that I think uh, people are going to see at E3 and be hopefully very excited. Over the course of your career, have you been a guy that's read reviews? Oh yeah, yeah, I read them all. So you got to read the good and the bad ones, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, I yeah. read all the comments, um, and 
you look, we've experienced it all, right? We've had the games that hit the high 90s and win all the games of the years, and we have the ones that, that don't as well, and that, that kind of comes with the territory. I don't know what he's talking about whatsoever. I'm confused. If the game developers worked tirelessly on it, this game would have been complete. It would have been up to par. It would have been the shit. People would have been praising this game. The game is not complete. The game is not finished. And you're sitting here confessing to that. Now, he's sitting here confessing to it because he really doesn't have to deal with all of that. He doesn't have to deal with this whatsoever. But for him to come out and say this, just it lets you know how much of a shit that they give uh, about their customer base. They really don't care. I remember one, I think it was like years ago when Spider-Man 3, the movie video game came out for ps2 i was so excited so excited to play it and <laughs> i get to the end of the game it took a while i get to the end of the game and of course you know the villains in spider-man 3 sandman and venom had to fight venom it's kind of easy it's a little too easy now it takes you back to the main menu when you go into the area where it shows like your like how much you've progressed through the game it shows the game progression and it was at 43 percent and i'm sitting here and i'm trying to figure out and i'm like hold the fuck up i'm like all right i fought i fought sandman and i fought venom why is the game still at 43 percent it's supposed to say 100 <laughs> percent so i i went through this whole craziness of just trying to find out what was going on come to find out at years years later activision comes out and says that spider-man 3 wasn't even finished and it pissed me off because i wanted to finish that game so bad there was another game where i came across this where um i never gotten a chance to beat it either that game was final fantasy 10 which is i think it happens to be my favorite final fantasy out of all of them great story but anyway um i vaguely remember where i was in that game i gotten pretty damn far and you know every time i put the disc in nah it, it took me to that part and well no no it didn't i'm sorry i would start the game whatever the the loading screen takes me to the main menu and it basically loads and picks up where i left off then it goes to loading. Then it shows me where I'm starting at. And the screen just goes to black. Like everything just cut. Like no music. No nothing. Just no picture. So I could see the main character. So I could continue my fucking journey. <laughs> Come to find out years later. Uh, see that's when I, I first got that game. When it first came out. Fresh hot off the shelf. I was excited to play that game. So come to find out years later that if you first got that game, you know, on the, the first day of its release, there were still some errors and bugs to fix. And you would have to wait at least a month before you got like one of their their other copies or some some dumb shit like that. And. You know, they've been doing this for years. Game developers have 
over time just not giving a shit about their customer base this might be one of the worst cases by far the whole fallout 76 there's actually another game uh, that they're behind which is called anthem i advise nobody to play that shit anthem is one of the worst games i've ever played shitty just shitty no excuse um and this this will make you appreciate halo for the most part a lot of people like the first three halos they're not much uh complaints going around for like the first three of the franchise but i want to say like halo 4 then halo reach there was a lot of complaints um i believe there was um the halo like the pc uh, thing that were they were trying to do i know there was a lot of complaints about that listen fallout 76 and anthem will make you miss the hell out of halo because <laughs> with the halo game the halo franchise at least those games were finished um with god of war as tedious and detailed as that game was it was complete fallout 76 is not finished like i never complained about it i didn't want to say anything i just stopped playing it out of frustration but um they gotta stop doing this and we need to hold them accountable i don't know why they continue to just give us unfinished games it's not cool and just the other day i was on facebook i was on facebook complaining i'm like you know what you know i i still love video games but i'm kind of out of it i don't have the desire to play video games anymore and you know shout out to shogun from government name Gu uh shogun was saying something about just getting older you know and i think that's what it is it's just the result of age but i can't really blame it on age because up until my dad passed away my dad played the shit out of gears of war call of duty 2k um madden he was playing the shit out of video games he made sure he got his fix of just pc and gameplay daily so i can't really blame it on age um i know a lot of people are telling me that i need to do the whole vr experience that'll get me back into it so um, i never done the vr experience so i will get into that i've been a little interested in the vr shit so but shit like this I, I I spend time to go to the store, pay $60, and realize the $60 that I paid for, or that I paid the game for, I could have used that $60 to fucking, um, could simply just used it for, for gas over fucking time. Like, this is how shitty Fallout 76 is. Like, the first couple of Fallouts, cool. I was like, oh man, this is, this is the franchise, bruh. Then they give us this. And then for some odd reason, um, the Call of Duty developers are trying to uh, spoon feed us this modern warfare. They're trying to get us hype for modern warfare. I have no fucking interest. I'm done. No more video games for me. Um, I will do the VR shit. But other than that, no more video games for me for a long time. Um, I'm still trying to do this thing where... Uh, I go back and get every old console. So it's Super NES, Sega, uh, Genesis, Sega Saturn, Dreamcast, N64, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, um, even the Game Gear. 
Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, all of that. Uh, and once I get my house, I'm tricking out. It's, it's going to be a man cave, of course. It's going to be game slash recording studio slash um, <laughs> uh, office. I don't know. Like, I got it in my head, so I got to sit down and, and draw it out or write it down or do something. It's going to be a dope-ass man cave. It's just going to be a game slash podcasting slash recording studio room. It's going to be crazy. But uh, I'm thinking I'm just going to stick with the old consoles. Uh, I'm, I'm really done. But anyway, uh, let me see some more Jay-Z. Still some more remixes of jay-z and ninth wonder this right here is a remix of justify my thug again this is off of the black is back album by ninth wonder remixed jay-z's black album check it out It goes one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, rock, five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, the party about to pop then. Rockefeller, it's your boy, yes, that, and I ain't never been to jail. I ain't never pay a nigga to do no dirt for me, I was scared to do myself. I will never tell, even if it means sitting in a cell. I ain't never ran, never will. I ain't never been smacked, a nigga better keep his hands to himself. Or get clapped from what's under that man's belt. I never ask for nothing, I don't demand it myself. Honesty, loyalty, friends, and then wealth. Death before dishonor, and I tell you what else. Tighten my belt for I beg for help Foolish pride is what held me together Through the years I wasn't felt Which is why I ain't never played myself I just played a hand I'm dealt I can't say I've never knelt before God and asked for better cause Sometimes to know a bell But I never sat back feeling sorry for myself If you don't give me heaven I raise hell So it's heaven Once again, that is Justify My Thug, Ninth Wonder Remix off of Black Is Back. Um, I don't know. I think you can find it online. I, it might be a little more difficult. I have it. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Matter of fact, um, Ninth Wonder also did a American Gangster Remix album. Uh, American Gangster also came out with an acapellas uh, version of the album and he just took it and used his beats and uh, it's, I think it's called Black American Gangster yeah I got I still got that um, that ain't going nowhere either it came out in 2013 but anybody that wants a copy of those I will gladly send that shit to you Google Drive email let me know <laughs> um, I still jam to it and I, I think uh, think over time 
I, you know, I listened to American Gangster and then I listened to this Black American Gangster. I happen to like Black American Gangster a little more based on the samples that Ninth used. Like, he's got the, the Barry White sample on uh, Say Hello. He has the stylistic sample on Hello Brooklyn. Um, he he went all out for this remix album. It sounds cleaner. It sounds more well polished than the Black is Back uh, remix album that he did. But anyway, um, last but not least, Jay-Z, the first hip-hop billionaire. Congratulations to Jay-Z. I could go on and on about Jay. I'm going to just keep it short and simple to the point. Why are y'all? It's a lot of y'all that are mad. Y'all are so angry. So mad. And I'm confused. But I've looked up to this man since I was a kid. And it's just to see him like get to this point is just fucking crazy and to see him be this dominant is is crazy so uh me and my boys would always sit around and see to uh, try to debate to see who would get to the billionaire status first uh that would be sean combs aka diddy dr dre and or jay-z and I always stuck to my guns. I'm like, oh, Jay's getting that. Jay's getting that, period. And a lot of people just disagree. And they're like, nah, man, it's going to be Dre. It's going to be Dre. Now, uh, just a couple of days ago, a lot of people were just coming out the woodwork when this came out. I'm like, no, Dr. Dre is the first hip-hop billionaire. He sold uh, beats to Apple. Okay. And what is that supposed to mean? That does not make him the first hip-hop billionaire. Apple has not really done anything with Beats besides Beats 1 Radio since Dr. Dre sold it to them. They have not developed anything new since Dr. Dre sold that shit to them. Now, they're supposed to be doing some inner workings and behind the scenes. They're supposed to just supposed to be this big reveal. Uh, one of the reveals uh, from Apple as of recent that they're doing away with iTunes really soon. Apple Music is going to be around, of course, but iTunes, that portion of Apple is going away. Um, it kind of sucks. You know, I think iTunes is great. I thought it was I thought it was dope, but I don't know why they're doing away with it. But I don't know what Apple's plans are. With Beats, they have not announced a damn thing except for the Beats one radio shit. And that was it. Um, there hasn't been any type of revenue or, you know, just residuals bought back from that whole deal between Dr. Dre and Apple. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, Dr. Dre is sitting at 850 million. Last time I checked, I think Jay was sitting at like 960, 970. And then this news just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, holy shit. Well, <laughs> I won. Cause I used to stick with, it. I was like, nah, it's going to be Sean Carter. Sean Carter is going to be the first hip hop billionaire you watch and see. And it was kind of, you know, weird at times, you know, it seemed like Diddy was going to get to that, you know, with the whole Ciroc shit and everything else that he was doing behind the scenes. And then, you know, Dr. Dre came through with the whole beat shit with Apple and nothing really came from that. 
but Jay-Z just kept going. He just kept going, you know, with the whole real estate and the champagne and Doucet and there's a whole lot of shit that he's doing. And to see him get to this point now, fucking incredible. So, uh, I'm going to end it on that note. That wraps up this episode for me. Thank you for listening to episode 132 of the Social Introvert Podcast. Real quick, shout out to the usual suspects. That is 12 Kyle Podcast, Random Tandem, Conversation Con Artist, Brunch with Besties, The John Effect Podcast, Saturdays with Chicken Duck. I love Saturdays with Chicken Duck. It's a pretty cool podcast to listen to when you ain't doing shit on Saturdays. Go figure. <laughs> uh, man, there's a lot of y'all out there. Talk It Out Podcast. Um, that's enough shout outs. And of course, I can't forget about the BYNK family. Shout out to Gubman Name Podcast with your host Shogun and Cole Jackson. And shout out to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast with your host Rain Coleman. And last but not least, shout out to Jasmine Blue and Hakeem Skip with and myself. We are BYNK Radio website's blog content creators. You can go on to BYNKradio.net and go into the lifestyle section. And uh, just check out our blogs. I'm supposed I was supposed to been post a new damn blog entry. Um, I'm procrastinating. I'm bullshitting. Uh, there will be a blog entry today. Uh, so go check out the Facebook page. And that reminds me, if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I Sid Davis, I-S-I-D-D-A-V-I-S. You can also follow the Instagram podcast page. That's at the social introvert podcast and um, <clears throat> go hit that like and follow button on the social introvert podcast, Facebook page. You'll get a lot of updates on the blog entry and episodes with that. Also hop on youtube.com and check out the social introvert TV. Got some more content coming real soon. So, you know, hold on to your butts. Samuel Jackson voice. <laughs> and send your thoughts man if you have any questions uh, it could be about anything need any advice i swear like it ain't just hip-hop based questions that i'm looking for it could be about anything do not hesitate send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com and until thursday guys peace What's a dog? Selling drugs, many people thought I flipped my wig, sorta bug, but I shrugged them off like who cares what they say? They was getting jelly and I was getting paid. Wasn't afraid to chase dough, wasn't afraid to catch a case. So as long as the pace flowed, warnings I took them like yeah, yeah, if you say so. Ladies, I bought them with some cash and hey ho, I wrote in cars, pops, never seen. I wrote with stars and ladies from the magazines, getting dirty down low, dough, making it clean. And mind you, I was only 13, a rebel with a cause, a street level hustler with cash coming out the pores, breaking laws, breaking jaws and taking whores, probably taking yours, yours, yours and maybe yours, but most important, taking care of the family. Still, most people don't understand me.
nothing to lose Make it big or make the news Take your pick, I got shit under both shoes So I'm clocking, cause opportunity don't come knocking On the door in the project, socking them Nine to five, please I'm talking about five to nine G's And three hours easy I had to block in the smash Try to slow up my cash You better dash the Jake for a break your ass Cause I'm not to be played out Ghost to try to play Jade Well okay you're getting laid you out I had no problem with smoking the road Cause there's no joking with dough No warning shots so I'm hoping you know I had a supply so I was in the man G